is Saturday, the 17th day of December 2022, and welcome to the first weekend recording, I think, of Comms and Obs. Uh, this having a full-time job again uh, is for the fucking birds. Just saying. Uh, I had... I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't say that having a full-time job is for the fucking birds. That's not true. Having a full-time job and having to travel into town. Listen, travel into town. You know, the big city. Having to travel into Boston from a deep suburb of Boston is for the fucking birds. I had no time at all. Uh, to record this week, which is uh, why I'm ruining your weekend with this shit. Not that you're going to listen on the weekend anyway. I mean, what the fuck? But, uh, it, and you'd think I'd have more material, but I, I don't. I, I have a few things, nothing too exciting. However, I hope, I'm going to try to have a guest on the show next week. As a friend of the show, Heather has got me connected with a friend of hers who may be the president of the I Hate Ron Emma Club with an absolutely incredible story that I... Can't wait to suss out. Um, now I just have to reach out to the guy. But seriously, Ron Emma and his pizza both stink. If you don't know who I'm talking about, lucky you. This week, though, I am talking a bit about college football, dog shit, dead people. And I think we have the first hashtag dumb teams backfire. Yeah, we'll dive in. That's all right here, right now, on episode number 143 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet, with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Hello, and welcome to the show. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming by, or stumbling upon this by accident, or being one of my three listeners. It is appreciated. Um, but anyways, yeah. How's you? Good. Yeah. So, yeah, the job the job is going well. Uh, so that's a plus. And then is as much of a pain in the balls as it is to get into the office. Being back working in an office again is great because I'm hoping eventually it leads to some uh, quality material. Um, not, you know, the thing about working in an office is you don't you don't want to be there all the time. Right. Hybrid office work really should have started decades ago because it sort of allows people enough space to not get too annoyed with their coworkers and, and in turn, enjoy their company a bit more. So case in point, 
We had the company uh, holiday celebration on Thursday at uh, at a location in town. Uh, fun time, you know. I, I it was the first time that you know everybody that you're working with is sort of in the same room because not everybody is in the office every day. Blah 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 blah. Yada yada yada. So I got to meet a lot of the people. I met everybody on my team now, so I know everybody on my team. So I'm very happy about that. Met some people that aren't on my team, which is good. Um, you know, hung out, drank way too much. Way too much. And I, you know what, though? I shouldn't even say I drank way too much. I drank, you know, I drank, I started with beers and the beers are free. I think I had like, like, like four or five IPAs, which I can't do that anymore. And I don't know why I do it. But then we went to another bar and I got a shot of tequila and a gin and tonic. Yeah, tough guy. Friday was a complete waste of a fucking day. Complete waste of a day. I mean, I I worked, thankfully, worked from home. So that was good. Um, <clears throat> got a handful of things done, which was nice. Uh, we're progressing here, right? It's a big learning curve with this gig, so... It's gonna be a it's gonna be a grind for like the first at least three months, but that's okay. You know, I was looking for something I could really sort of sink my teeth into, and thus far, my teeth are sunk. Oh, that was terrible. I'm sorry. But uh, you know, came out to the shed, which cannot get fucking warm. I don't know what I did in this fucking stupid shed, but. It is so goddamn cold in here. I've been running the little heater that I had last year that you know, was somewhat sufficient. And um, it's been running since like 9 o'clock this morning, and it's only 56 degrees in here. I, I don't know what the fuck I did wrong. Like, I, I, There's a couple of drafty spots, but for fuck's sake, man, it shouldn't be that bad. I sealed up the double doors. Sealed them up. And it's just not, <laughs> it's just not working. So I don't know. I'm at a point where, you know, I don't really have the money to have somebody come and fix these doors, but it's gonna, it's gonna get to that point. And then I have to probably fucking put carpet in here because there's nothing under the floor. It's just dirt. And I think that's part of the problem is that there's so much cold air coming up. So I don't know why I'm rattling on about this. Terribly sorry. You don't care. Why the fuck do you care if my feet are cold, huh? I wouldn't expect you to. Anyways, so, <clears throat> as I mentioned, a handful of really dumb things to talk about. Uh, I mean, honestly, really dumb things. And so, I want to start with sports. Specifically, uh, your Boston Red Sox. Uh, letting Xander Bogarts go, and I... I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not. I'm pretty sure I did, but um, I I just cannot. I can't fucking deal with this team anymore. I can't. No, I did talk about it last week. What am I talking about? Yeah, I did talk. I talked about it last week. What am I talking about? Stream of consciousness on this fucking stupid show, huh? Usually it's dumb. That was even dumber. Yikes. But I mean, and now they're fucking around with Devers. They're gonna, they're gonna screw up this Devers thing. I mean, what am I seeing? Twelve, three, ten, something like. Just fucking offer it to him and call it a day. 
Get it done. Like, that's the market now for good players. Over a decade, over $350 million goddamn dollars for Rafi Devers, who apparently doesn't spend any money, who is allegedly one of the cheapest guys on the team. He's like 22. I don't know. How, what's he, he can't be any older than 25. I don't, I don't have time to look. <sighs> Still got that fucking New Zealand cold, that Milford Sound flu hanging around from that fucking stupid bus. <coughs> fucking hell. But, you know, they make a big deal out of the uh, the Japanese kid that they signed. Good press conference. Seems like a decent guy. Uh, contact hitter, which is not how baseball's played anymore, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, I, I don't know. It's just gotten to the point where you, you you see all these things. Oh, they're interested in signing this guy. Oh, might they do this? Or might they do that? And they don't do any of it. It's almost as if they've forgotten that they're the Boston Red Sox. Like, what the fuck has happened? Somebody said the other day John Henry should sell the team. To who? I mean, that's a that's a three and a half, four billion dollar entity. The team, the building, uh, Nesson, like you're not gonna just find anybody to come in and buy that and then have it be you're not going to find another Steve Cohen. You're just not. It ain't happening. And I think that's what people think. It's going to be another, like, you know, conglomerate, handful of guys. It's going to be the same fucking thing. Another old white guy is going to come in and buy the team and, and use it as a fucking asset and not give two shits about the club. That's sports now. And you have to kind of learn to accept it. But it's hard. It's It's hard to accept it. And here I am fucking yelling about it. It's tough. But I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's sort of depressing. It really, I mean, it shouldn't be because who gives a fuck? It's sports. Nobody really cares. I shouldn't say that. A lot of people care. Nobody should care. Once you start caring too much, then it's a problem. Um, that's enough baseball talk because, I mean, it's fucking December. So let's talk football briefly, shall we? Uh, the Patriots um, played uh, a mediocre game against a mediocre team and beat them because their mediocre quarterback uh, got hurt in the third game, uh, third game, third play of the game, and was out. So it helped. This weekend, playing Vegas, I'm very curious to see how this turns out because, quite frankly, they should thrash this team. But, you know, they're missing a bunch of guys again. And I don't see them making changes to the offense that they need to make. They ran 13 fucking screenplays last week. 13. For what? Oh, it's so fucking painful. <clears throat> and it's it's just, you watch it, you know what's coming. And it's not as if Mac can change the play. When when they call a screen, the line is moving to one side of the field. You you can't change the play at that point. You, you're stuck with that play. Unless you change it to a run, in which case 
you don't have any backs because they were missing both of their backs last week. Gonna, they might be missing both of them again this week. You can only hand the ball off to Pierre Strong so many times before it bites in the ass. We'll see what happens. So I had hashtag dumb teams. Right, and I I was pretty good about it for a while. In the last couple of weeks, I've been lacking, and so I have one on here. It says, hashtag dumb teams. The 49ers. When is Kyle Shanahan gonna stop screwing around with his best players? Moron. And this was after Jimmy G went out two weeks ago. And what has happened since? Somehow, I swear to Christ, anybody with the last name Shanahan must have been born with a horseshoe wedged straight up its ass. This motherfucker drafts a kid with the last pick of the draft, and he comes out and is probably better than Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many fucking, how many skill position players is Kyle Shanahan going to lose and injure with dumb play calls and dumb playing and have it not affect them? They traded a bunch of picks to fucking get uh, Trey Lance, got him hurt. And they brought in Jimmy G, who they fucked around with, and decided, oh, sure, we'll keep him. And what happened to him? That pussy got hurt because that was coming. And they've got this fucking Brock Purdy, which is just the dumbest name. Brock Purdy. Mr. and Mrs. Purdy, what are you doing? Brock. It's just not a good name. You need to be a certain... Like I have the same problem with Brock Holt. He's too small. Like Brock Lesnar has dominated the Brock name. So if you're a like a tiny person, your name should not be Brock. That's just how it goes. I have decreed. <laughs> Names. Hear me. I, fat white guy behind a microphone, say no skinny men named Brock. Stupid. So this very well could be the first hashtag dumb teams backfire. Everybody else I've put on the list justified and they've sort of, you know, milled about uh, because of it. Yes, entirely because of it, David. That's right. But not Kyle Shanahan. He's just waiting for a big moment, a big public moment to fucking screw the whole thing up, which is coming. Give it time because that's what Shanahan's do. I'm drinking coffee. It's barely, uh, yeah, it's not even one o'clock yet. My poor wife is sick again. Uh, she mocked the Milford flu, Milford sound flu. And uh, now something or someone has come, someone, what? Now something has come back to uh, bite her in the ass. Oh, someone, I, I wouldn't do that. That's no good. Um, I am. I, this is what I mean when I have no. I've, I've talked about nothing for twelve minutes, and I mean I talk about nothing for an hour or so. But um, I was really hoping I'd have more of a, a listenership after last week's, uh, you know, two-hour marathon of garbage. Tons of energy last week. Whew, man, I was flying high. Ooh, 
Yeah, I had a bunch of energy last week. Energy drinks, coffee, whatever. It was good. This week, not so much. Woke up way too early today. I'll get to that in three gripes. Big market tease. Um, But let's go from football to football. Let's talk about college football, okay? Two two things. Well, three huge things. I I think I talked about, I mentioned Deion Sanders last week going to Colorado, which I find very interesting, but still. Uh, The other big thing, uh, dear old friend Charlie Baker is going to be the president of the uh, National Collegiate Athletic Association, otherwise known as the NCAA, which is one of the worst organizations on earth. And Charlie Baker, who is too decent of a human to associate himself with this lot, uh, is going to be in charge, which tells me a couple things, right? Uh, he wasn't kidding when he said he really didn't want to work anymore. I mean, he's he's older than I thought. He's like 61, something like that. Doesn't look it. Handsome fellow, that Charlie Baker. I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, but he's just too nice of a guy. He's too nice to be a Republican. He's not really a Republican, okay? He's, a, he's an old-school conservative, is what he is. Fiscally, I've said this before, fiscally conservative. Um... Socially liberal. That's Charlie Baker. And quite frankly, that is, I have zero problem with that. It's not uh, exactly line up with my beliefs, but it's the kind of thing that it's old school politics where you didn't know what was going on all the time and you could kind of live with it. And you only argued about money for the most part until Ronald Reagan showed up and ruined everything for everyone. But Charlie's going to be running the NCAA, and I don't know how he's going to handle that because he's taking over from Mark Emmert, who is a gigantic douchebag, a clueless douchebag. And I think that's the difference between, uh, you know, the old regime and the new regime that's coming in. Charlie's not a clueless douchebag. He's worked for, you know, uh, large corporate entities in the past where he ran Harvard Pilgrim. And then he managed a lot of big egos um, in Beacon Hill. So, you know, shout out to Charlie. I think he's going to do a good job. I hope he does a good job. I hope he doesn't regret it. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be making a shit ton of money, which he hasn't been, uh, since he left Harvard Pilgrim. So he's going to be back making money again. Good for you, Chuck. (laughs) On the flip side, one of the things he's going to have to deal with is, uh, the name and likeness, um, bullshit that's floating around college football and the transfer portal in the gigantic sums of money that are being paid out to kids to play uh, at certain schools. Now, when I say paid out to kids, these are literally children, 17, 18 years old. I know technically when you're 18, you're a legal adult, but you're still a kid. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, somebody just went to Ohio State. No. Was it Wisconsin? I can't remember what school, but he's getting he's going to get like three quarters of a million bucks. What happens if that kid stinks or blows out his knee or something? All right, well, he's got a, a decent little nest egg, but do you think he's going to responsibly manage that money? No. But the transfer portal, it, to me, is, is the most fascinating, fascinating aspect, right? 
What is stopping every single player in the country from getting into this thing every single offseason? You just wait around and you take the best offer. Now, sure, not every player can do that. But a lot of these kids can because they have giant egos, because they're kids that have been, you know, uh, their egos have been stroked for years. But you just have, you know, it, it's pure fucking chaos. And it's, quite frankly, it's awesome. And the best part is all the old school co- college football people are all worked up about it. Oh, you can't have this. This is, this is not, this is not college football. It's like, well, one, college football stinks. Two, the off season now is becoming way more entertaining than the regular season. And three, power to the fucking players. Because these kids have been exploited for a very long time. Oh, but they ain't got a scholarship. Do they? Do they really? No. They don't. They what? How useful is a scholarship in fucking, I don't know, basket weaving or some shit? When you're not there to go to school, in, in most cases, especially when it comes to the Power Five conferences. The Power Five. What a pretentious fucking... Nickname for, oh God, I hate it. (laughs) But these kids demanding huge sums from huge schools is awesome. And I hope they all fucking screw every one of these fucking schools over. Uh, No offense to you, Chuck, but I hope the NCAA collapses, falls flat on its face, and gets exposed for the, uh, you know, the hypocrisy that it is. It's It's a fucking scam. Everyone was making money except for the kids. Now the kids are making money and everybody is angry about it. Ooh, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. So that's that. That's college football. Oh, and you know what the best part is? Um, it's bowl season, okay? The number of kids that are just not playing in bowl games this year to not affect their draft status or their transfer status is staggering. And it's just going to get worse as the years go down. As the years go down? Oh, God. What am I doing? (laughs) And we're back. What else can I talk about? Oh, let's let's talk about let's talk about dead people, okay? Recently, Kirstie Alley passed away, the actress. And uh, I heard and read a number of different things about Miss Alley that uh, left me a tad flummoxed. She had a good career. She was a good actress. She played uh, a handful of really good roles. However, her personal life apparently was, um, you know, a little weird. And especially towards the end, some of her opinions got uh, got her, you know, ridiculed and, and uh, derided in some ways. But whatever. That's sometimes people get that way. It is what it is. But I always find it a tad off-putting. When actors and actresses and, and and athletes and whatnot are are lauded for a great career and a great life. Like they had a job, 
and they did it well. But I don't understand the over-the-top admiration when they've passed. Especially if you don't really hear about them or anything from them for a while and they die and you're like, oh, what a great life. What a great career. What a sad loss. Oh, she was a great actress. Okay. And? Big deal. Why don't we give kudos to people who actually deserve it? Now, this is a fucking argument that... um, you know, I, I'm sure it comes up on occasion in, in, uh, as being sort of a, a mocked type of thing. Well, well, well how, how come we don't give more attention to teachers and police officers and firefighters? Okay, well, that's true. We don't. But to me, it sort of it shows itself even more when somebody like this passes away and it's a... Uh, I'm not going to, I heard it on a podcast, I'm not going to say who it was, because, you know, they might be listening to the show, that's not true, they won't, especially, this guy is definitely not listening to my show, not the point, point is, I just don't get it, like, I understand saying, you know, it's sad that she passed away, condolences to her friends and family. Oh, I remember when she was on Cheers. She was very good. I'm not going to spend 15, 20 minutes talking about her or, or listening to somebody else talk about her because I don't really, I don't know. I didn't have, I didn't know her personally. I didn't really have that much of a connection. Um, you know, and quite frankly, Shelley Long did a much better job. She was a much better character. Diane Chambers was a better character. So, I don't, you know, whatever, get fucked. You know, but like if my mailman dies, that is, that's, that's a fucking, that's a blow. That affects me way more than when an actress or an actor passes away. The guy who makes my sandwiches at Polly's in the North End, if he dies, fuck. That guy made such great sandwiches. I loved him. That person who let me cut in line when I was kind of late for a flight. All of them had a far greater impact on my life than the guy who starred in a movie that I watched that one time. And that's, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to be so dismissive of people that have passed away because I don't, that's not really my intent. It's not. I just, I just find it odd is all, that's all. People die all the time. It's a common occurrence. It's going to happen to all of us. You just don't want it to happen for a while. You want to stick around long enough to enjoy what you have. I'm getting into the weeds here, and I didn't mean to. I just found it that, that it was it was weird. On a different podcast that I was listening to, somebody was um, also talking about Kirstie Alley's passing and how she had become a very... Uh, right-wingy type of person, which I think I knew a little bit, but not really that much. Um, But then this person started getting all preachy about, you know, uh, politics and how they they don't care about people's politics. 
and it, you know, there's nothing worse than people who tell you they don't care about other people's politics, caring so much about other people's politics, because that's exactly what was happening here. Because he's going off about, you know, about other people's politics. And then he's like, oh, you know, these fucking liberals, blah. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're just doing the same exact thing. Like, what are you doing? Either you care or you don't. Clearly, you care. So don't tell me that you don't care when you really care. I'd have far more respect for you if you just said that you cared. It was a very strange occurrence. And I couldn't, I couldn't really figure out the point because then it just kept going. Like, you know, this particular segment on this show, uh, it just kept going. I mean, a solid 10, 15 minute segment about other people's politics <laughs> and how everything was the liberals fault. Bah, the liberals. Bah. It was it was a tad interesting to me. <clears throat> um, where am I? <clears throat> Other than making guttural sounds into the microphone, um, I kind of assumed that this was going to be a short show, and uh, it is kind of a short show, but not terribly short. A couple, I guess, I have a, a handful of like. Rapid fire notes. What is it with? Um, I didn't want to start like that. What's the deal with that? People who fucking swing their arms excessively while they're walking. And if you end up near them, you're going to get, you know, <laughs> you. You're going to end up with a hand in your crotch from these fucking people swinging their arms so much. And I wonder if they do it purposely and consciously so that people don't go near them. It happened the other day on the T platform, the commuter rail platform. <clears throat> and this guy is fucking swinging his arm. Big dude. Swinging his fucking arms everywhere. Just while he's walking in a crowd of people. Like, I had to stop. The person behind me kind of had to avoid me because I was trying to avoid this dude's fucking gigantic uh, hands swinging around. It's like, buddy, have, a, have a, a little bit of spatial awareness here. Know what's going on. Awful. Uh, are postage stamp tributes still worthwhile? I'm going to guess that the segment of the population that collects stamps is is relatively small. So is the Postal Service just catering to this very small percentage of people? I don't know. So I, I saw the other day someone was being uh, honored with a postage stamp. And I was like, wow, postage stamp. Why? Couldn't find another way to, to, I don't know, 
honor the legacy of this person. I wish I could remember who it was. <clears throat> but I'm guessing they could find a better way, no? I don't know. Uh, adults wearing Crocs in public. Why? I'm just going to let that hang there. Uh, I've talked about this before, but the the um, Uber slash Lyft slash cab driver small talk. Very interesting dynamic. I took a lift uh, <clears throat> from the bar um, Thursday night, and the gentleman that picked me up just kept talking about uh, like how busy it was driving. <clears throat> drives down from Nashville, New Hampshire, where he lives, drives down to Boston to, to drive his Uber or his Lyft. Like, oh, wow. Oh, I find myself doing that in the midst of the conversation. Then why I always ask questions to continue the conversation. I've heard the same. I've had the same conversation. 20 times just talking about talking about them driving. <laughs> oh, so is it, what time do you typically start? When do you go home? Do you like having this conversation with every single person that walks into your car? You must because you started it. Like, right from the jump, the minute I close the door. Oh, very busy uh, tonight. Uh, I don't even know where this dude is from. No idea. But, I don't know. that it. I wonder if that's, like, something taught by the, uh, uh, the rideshare companies. Like, have small talk. Here are some subjects. Driving, Lyft, or Uber. Uh, the city that you're in. The weather. Things to not talk about. Politics, religion, sex, drugs. In other words, interesting, fun conversations don't have them. Uh, bumped into uh, a former co-worker who happened to be at the same uh, place that I was at uh, Thursday night. Uh, genuinely a, a wonderful young man who I uh, am immensely entertained by and have been for as long as I've known him. He's a, he's, he's a fucking, uh, he's a good dude. I like him. And I was happy to run into him. I hadn't seen him in a little while. But uh, somehow the topic of cocaine came up during our conversation. <laughs> And uh, about how much cocaine was consumed uh, at our previous employer. I was like, whoa, boy. I mean, I knew that there was a lot of cocaine flowing. And I thought, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. Uh, all the cocaine. There's a fucking shitload of cocaine in the city. And anybody who is just randomly buying cocaine these days, you're just asking for trouble. Because who the fuck knows what is in that cocaine? But he was saying how at one point uh, the the cocaine at the office was like chewing gum when you were in grade school. 
Like the one person who had bubble gum was very, very popular because everybody wanted some. If you recall your grade school days, like chewing gum was a no-no. It was, uh, it was not, it was not legal. Just like blowing lines is not legal. So it makes it far more enticing. Ooh. I was like, wow, that's an apt comparison. And I literally pulled out my phone in the middle of a conversation and typed into my uh, my Google list page. Cocaine in adulthood is like gum in grade school. Makes perfect sense. Uh, the worst kind of drunk is the one where you have to keep your eyes open to go to sleep. I wrote that while I was drunk, trying to go to sleep. But every time I closed my eyes, I would start spinning up a storm. Not good. And you sit there, you're lying there, and you know if you close your eyes, you're going to get dizzy. So you keep your eyes open. <laughs> And then hopefully you just kind of fall asleep without making that effort, that extra effort of closing your eyes. God, I hate that. Like, I like drinking. I do. I like alcohol. I like drinking. But man, being drunk is not that great. <laughs> it puts me in a real spot, does it not? Man, like being buzzed, terrific. Being drunk, no good. It's that, you know, it's that line. Had I just had another beer at the second bar instead of the tequila and the gin, I probably would have been fine. But nope. I had to go and do something stupid. You would think that being in my 40s, I would learn. Start with one and just stick with it. If I drank gin all night, it would have been perfectly fine. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> Stupid. That's a good spot to end this segment, huh? Stupid. Hey, thrilled to have uh, another voicemail from another new caller. Um, the downside is that moving forward, it is going to be very difficult to beat last week's call Last week's voicemail of the old lady who was calling the wrong number, who, um, again, I could be, could have, I, I could have been fooled with some artificial intelligence, but either way, I still loved it. Um, this week, uh, I'm fairly certain it's one of the guys from the um, Carnival Personnel podcast, and listen, I, I am going to apologize because, you know, there's three guys on the show. And I never know who I'm talking to on Twitter. I don't know if it's Jacques, Biff, or Joe, or fucking anybody else. It's like 12 guys. Actually, it's probably only two, maybe three guys on the show. <laughs> it always seems like I'm just talking to different people all the time. It's hilarious. But uh, I'm fairly sure um, that that's who it's from. However, quality call. So, you know, buckle in. This is this is the kind of shit that I'm looking for. 
4736. Call in and complain. Hello, Dave. Here's a complaint slash business advice for small business companies. Complaint. If you take the time and the effort to send out a mailer of your menu and have it delivered by the U.S. Postal Service and put in my mailbox, but then when I call to try your fine establishment, if you tell me I'm out of your delivery network or, or your delivery radius, um, yeah, that's a huge complaint. Secondly, it's also an asinine business tactic to, first of all, entice somebody and then drive them away before their first order. So maybe they should think this through. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, call anybody out by name. I definitely would not want to call Rosso's Pizza BBQ and uh, and the fine shitty of uh, Lowell. But, uh, but that's a complaint slash business tip for, for a small, let's say, pizza establishment. And, uh, oh, one more thing, and this is really important, Dave. Please don't forget. So two things, right? First of all, 100% correct. Second of all, the fucking, the ending was awesome. Because I'm sitting there, uh, like, thinking, oh, is he going to keep going? Is he calling back? Nope, just fucking left it hanging. Brilliant move. I'm going to steal that. That's good shit. So, well played. As for the complaint itself, right? I've never understood that. And honestly, that's been happening for years where you just get a you get a menu in the mail. And, you know, like, wait a minute, this is fucking four towns over. What am I going to do with this thing? Happens all the time. And my guess is that it's just when you're making the purchase, it's, hey, give me all the zip codes within X radius of, of this place, even though you don't go that far. Maybe they're thinking, oh, they'll love the gigantic 15-page menu of shit so much that they'll get in the car and drive over themselves. Maybe. I just wonder if they actually put something on the menu that says delivery within 5 miles, delivery within 10 miles. I don't know. I had to do some research and, and find the establishment that he was talking about. And it's definitely, this is a free ad for this company, uh, Rosso's Pizza and Barbecue in Lowell, Mass., right? And I'm thinking it's going to be some fucking dumpy little pizza joint. Uh, I might get in the car and drive to fucking Rosso's (laughs) Pizza and Barbecue. (laughs) Uh, First, Brazilian-owned, okay? And you know that because of all the unfucking believable Brazilian items that are all over this thing. So there's Portuguese shit everywhere. And there is some dynamite pizza. Listen to this one. The uh, the port- the Portuguesa. Calabresa sausage, tomatoes, onions, green peppers, egg, corn, green and black on, uh, olives, and oregano. What? What? They have four Dessert pizzas. Four. Condensed milk, strawberry, Nutella, white chocolate, granulated sugar. Fucking get out with that. Get out. Unbelievable. 
And then, then they have the Brazilian barbecue like plates. One pound of barbecue portion. So you can get the rump. Uh, you can get the uh, uh, beef ribs, the chicken wrapped in bacon, the chicken hearts. Fucking hell. And then they have the buffet option. Okay, you can get the buffet because apparently they have a fucking buffet in here. White rice, brown rice, brown beans, black beans, fried banana, fried cassava. Fried egg, something called a mayo salad that I don't like. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. But, you, you know, it's another joint with a mile-long menu. And you're looking at all these things. You're like, oh, my God, this looks fucking incredible. This is amazing. This is amazing. And then you get down to this thing. <laughs> this apparently is a hot sub. Listen to this train wreck. It's called the Extudo. Cheeseburger, ham, egg, hot dog, lettuce, tomatoes, onion, and bacon on a bulky roll. <laughs> what the fuck is that monstrosity? Terrible. Terrible. They got a bunch of fucking desserts. Oh my god. This place looks like... A, this place looks magical. Then they have the uh, Kaushinya. I think that's how it's pronounced. Which are basically like... Um, croquettes. Brazilian croquettes. Kaushinya. It's spelt coxinha or coxinha. <laughs> Coxinha. They're very good. But shame on you, Rossos, for sending out menus and then not delivering to wherever you send your menus to. That is bullshit. <clears throat> I hope that does not stop uh, Jacques or Biff, or Joe, or whoever was it called. <laughs> Terribly sorry. <laughs> I hope that doesn't stop you from going to this restaurant, because now I, I, I need a full fucking review. Because it, it looks... Yeah, they even have the fucking... The uh, Guarana uh, Antarctica soda. Like the cherry soda. Pff, fucking hell. This, this kind of this this is what pisses me off about living where we live. Food around here fucking blows. Every pizza joint exactly the fucking same, and the ones that aren't are so busy it takes forever to get anything. South Shore Bar Pizza is excellent, right? And so I get it <clears throat> in a number of different places, but. Not often, because again, you got to wait a fucking hour. For, it's just stupid. I don't know. And I like to complain. But, you know, we don't have a goddamn Rosso's. We should. We should have a Rosso's. Maybe I should call them up. Hey, can you motherfuckers move down to the South Shore? We need good food. 617 657 Four seven three six. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Complain about literally anything. I love the calls. Love them so much. They are my absolute favorite thing on earth. 
is getting voicemails of people complaining. Nothing better. <laughs> uh, I am owed apparently a complaint from a friend of the show, Donnie. Uh, apparently his mother has made it a point that she is going to call and complain by the end of the year. So Donnie's mom, if you're listening, please call the show with a complaint. Maybe that complaint will be that your sons are too fucking slow releasing music. Maybe that's the complaint. <clears throat> I didn't mean that, guys. I'm terribly sorry. I don't think uh, I don't think Bob listens to the show. I know Donnie does of uh, Bob and Don fame. <laughs> Yacht rock band, Bob and Don. Um, all right. Another thing I wanted to talk about, other friends of the show. Um, AP Dave was on national television the other day, yesterday, 3 p.m. or 6 p.m. or wherever the fuck you are that shows Fox syndicated game shows. I did not know that You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks was a thing until uh, Dave's buddy went on the show. It's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know. Uh, hadn't watched it. Again, didn't know it existed. Even when I found out that it did, I never watched it. So when Dave was on the show, I taped it the other Taped it. See, I'm old. Uh, I recorded it the other day, uh, yesterday. Jesus Christ, Dave. Fucking hell. Um, and so I watched it yesterday, last night, actually. One, that's a terrible show. <laughs> uh, Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks have totally mailed it in. They must record... I don't know. They could probably do 40 shows in a week easily. Easily. They could do eight a day, no fucking problem. And I'm guessing that's what they do. Because these things are, they're 20-minute shows. Probably takes maybe 45 minutes to record one. I don't know. I could be wrong. But anyways, Dave walked out of there with, you know, a pretty decent amount of money. I don't know how much got taken for taxes or how, how much he actually got. I don't know. But uh, he did a fucking good job. I was, uh, I laughed my balls off a number of times. He said a handful of like funny things. He, he made Jay Leno genuinely laugh at something he said, which was like really had me confused. And I'm pretty sure it confused Kevin Eubanks too, but uh, he did a great job. So I'm sure you can find it on demand. Uh, you Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. Uh, I can't remember what episode number one. It may have been like 83 or something. I can't remember. Um, but go find it. Uh, the, the the contrasting contestants that, that <laughs> the woman that Dave was with was uh, twice Dave's size. <laughs> Maybe not twice, but... Um, which, and, and I, the funny part is she comes out and she says that she's like a, a bad degenerate gambler. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, isn't that Dave too? Kind of. I don't know. I know he likes to gamble. So kudos to, uh, to AP Dave. He did a hell of a job. Yeah. Um, did I have anything else? I, th I think that was like the last thing before I got to, you know, the end of the show. Oh, somebody on Twitter said, that one of the best games ever is the dudes naming guys game. It's basically just a bunch of dudes sitting around naming uh, old baseball players. Kick-ass game. And I said Bob Zupsik. 
Bob Zupsek uh, led the Red Sox in in hitting. I think it was 1990 or 1992. He hit 283. He led the team in hitting. Those are some lean years, folks. But the fucking good times. Yeah. Um, do yourselves a favor and try to find uh, the speech that Deion Sanders gave to his team before their game today. His final speech as the head coach at Jackson State. He did, honestly, look, Deion Sanders, I can't fucking knock anything that he's done or doing. Doing a hell of a job. Anywho, uh, as it is Saturday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the end. And three gripes. Uh, gripe number one, hippos. A story out of uh, Uganda about a hippo swallowing a two-year-old boy whole and then spitting him back out. A story in Uganda about a hippo swallowing a two-year-old boy whole and then spitting him back out. Yes, I said it twice because it needed to be repeated. Here's a complaints and observations pro tip. Hippos are gigantic fucking assholes. They are terrible animals. Now, uh, you may be saying to yourself, Dave, they're they're hippos. They're they're, you know, they're funny and they're cute. Nope, wrong. They're awful. That motherfucker could have just digested the little guy and 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 been done with it. But no. What he did was let it be known that the hippos are done fucking around. They will full-on eat your kids if you get too close. Hippos are terrible. Don't forget that. If you happen to be out and about and you encounter a hippo, run the other way. You won't be able to, to outrun because hippos can fucking fly. Don't let them fool you. That's what they want you to think. They want you to, they want to lull you into this false sense of, uh, you know, uh, it's just a fat hippo. You know, hippo is a slang term for fat and slovenly. Nope. Real hippos will fuck you up and they will eat your fucking kids. Gripe number two, neighbors. <clears throat> neighbors have been a gripe of mine for a while, and I've talked about it many times on my show. Now, where we live, we are surrounded by people, which is unfortunate because I fucking hate people. This morning, I would say roughly 6.57 a.m. It's a Saturday morning. 6.57 a.m. Beep, 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 beep.
And then the chainsaws started. These motherfuckers across the street from me hired a tree service to come in today and cut some trees down. Whatever, fine. 7 a.m. They fucking started with the chainsaws. 7 a.m. On a Saturday. What the fuck are you doing? Here's the thing, okay? Apparently, in Massachusetts, the ordinance, uh, the noise ordinance, uh, between the hours of like 7 7 a.m. and 9 p.m., you could make all the fucking noise you want. As long as it's not over 65 decibels. Because I looked it up because I was that pissed off. I don't give a fuck if you paid someone to come and do this, right? How are you that inconsiderate of your neighbors? How? Like, I can't even, I can't fathom doing that. I cannot fathom that. That you would actually be okay with making that much fucking noise on a Saturday morning. Like, what, what is going through your head when you hire these people to come and do, when, like, You know what the worst part is? Is we had another person across the street do the same fucking thing maybe a a few months ago. 7 a.m., cutting down a tree. They only cut down one tree, so it didn't last very long. But these fuckholes, who, by the way, the number of times that I've, like, chased after their dog because their old fucking beagle keeps getting out and he saunters across the street multiple times. I've seen this fucking dog in my yard. One time, the fucking thing almost got hit by a car. Another time, someone knocked on our door. Twice, actually, someone's knocked on our door asking if it was our dog. Because these dumb fucks can't can't own a dog. So it doesn't surprise me that they're that fucking shitty to have zero consideration for anybody that lives near them. That they're going to, you know... Pay someone to come and some cut some fucking trees down at 7 a.m. Because, oh, if you do it at 9, apparently that's too late. Fuck off. Hey, I need to pay you to cut some trees down, but, you know, you can't really start till 8 because I'm not an inconsiderate asshole. Oh, you can't? Well, I'm calling someone else. Fuck you. Good day. It's not that difficult. Just, just think. This is the problem with people. Nobody fucking thinks anymore. <laughs> That's a good bit. Nobody thinks anymore. <clears throat> Last week I introduced the fence sitters, but I'm, I'm I'm getting rid of that because apparently there's a band called the fence sitters that is relatively active. So we're going to be the fence riders. We're riding the fence on every take. <laughs> we're playing both sides, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how I went from one bit to the next, but fucking hell. Like, just don't do that. Just don't do it. If you do it on a, on a Friday, okay, most people have to get up to go to work. So 7 a.m. noise on a Friday, that's fine. I've been up for two hours at that point. Fucking A. <laughs> fucking A, man. <laughs> I curse way too much. Way too much. Man. Gripe number three, I'm just so fucking tired of being angry at, at 
Massachusetts public transit, but fuck in hell. You just, Tuesday, I decided I was going to get up early to go into the office because if I want to take the commuter rail, which I'm done with, I'm done with the commuter. It's way too expensive, entirely unreliable, and I hate them. So I'm done. I'm going to drive a half hour to get to the subway and take the subway into town because I just, I just can't. I can't with these people anymore. I get on the train at 10 minutes of 7. Because that's the earlier train than what I usually take, which is at quarter to 8. The quarter to 8 train gets me into the office uh, after all the fucking switches and changes. Like at 10 minutes of 9. Right? So here I am thinking, all right, if I take the train at 10 minutes to 7, I'll, I'll get into work at, you know, 10 minutes to 8, 8 o'clock. Fucking chainsaws are going again right now. Oh, God, I fucking hate it so much. Anyways, uh, there was a delay because uh, the one of the train, the train that we were on, suddenly their brakes, uh, you know, weren't good enough, even though we were stopped. And had stopped multiple times. Apparently the brakes weren't good enough. I say just let the fucking thing go. Let's just crash the fucking thing, you know? Ugh. So we sat there for a half hour. Then had to get off that train. Wait on the platform for another train to come. That train was fucking packed. We were butts to nuts in that train for the next like three stops before we got to South Station. And so what happens? You go to you go down to the red line platform and that's full. That train uh, comes in. Oh, I shouldn't say that. It, typically, there's two trains that'll, that'll be running. Well, one was stopped four stops away from South Station. So that one wasn't coming. So we had to wait about 10 minutes for the second one to show up. Second one shows up. That thing's full. So I'm standing there. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to get on this train. I'll just wait. All of a sudden, uh, the conductor's like, oh, we're going to be here for a few minutes. Uh, we have trouble with the fucking Johnson rod or whatever. And I just say, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing with my life that, <laughs> that I'm stuck in this predicament? <laughs> with these goddamn fucking trains in this state. I left South Station and walked the 20 minutes to work. What time did I get in the door? The office. 10 minutes to 9. I've said this before, if an actual, if anything is actually done to fix the public transit problem in this state, I will be shocked. And please, don't tell me that opening up multiple other stations across the state is going to solve the problem, because all it's going to do is make it worse. The commuter rail does not have enough people to just to, to run efficiently or even without delays. Constant, constant, every fucking day delay. Every day. And you can't drive into the city. Forget it. It, it costs you a million dollars to fucking park. It takes you an hour and a half to sit in traffic to get up there. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to drive a half hour to, to get on the subway and sit there with the filthy plebeians to get into work at a reasonable time and then not have to be beholden to their idiotic fucking schedule. 
which is garbage, garbage fucking schedule in the commuter rail. Pre-COVID, it was fucking beautiful. Not beautiful, but better. Fucking COVID (laughs) ruins fucking everything. Except for this show, because without COVID, this show would not exist. So thank you, COVID, for uh, (laughs) being the catalyst to this program. Anyways, that's a good spot to end. Please, uh, I ask you kindly every week, and and I only get a handful. I would love to get some more. uh, 617-657-4736. Call in, complain, say shit. Complain about fucking anything. Don't tell me that you don't. Uh, if you know someone that needs to complain, listen to this, right? If you're one of the three people listening to this program right now, and you you have a friend or a relative who complains all the time, just take just take like a, a, a post-it note and write the phone number on it, 617-657-4736, and hand it to them. Write complaint line on it or something. Then they can call in and complain. Boom. Content. Huh? There you go. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You can go to the Twitter page, which is not terrible, at ComplaintsPod. Although Twitter, who the fuck knows how long that's going to last? <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. What a fucking softy. He is the softest motherfucker on earth. Oh my God, is he soft. <laughs> Jesus. Elon Musk is soft as fucking baby poo. I didn't want to talk to talk about him again. And I purposely didn't write down his name in my phone this week. And fucking hell. Soft, 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 soft. S-W-A-F-T. Soft, soft. So go to Twitter, at ComplaintsPod. You can go to the Instagram page, also at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Uh, I have a TikTok page. TikTok. Did you know that in China, so it's a Chinese app, right? In China, TikTok, when you sign up, you have to put in your age. Or, or they have some some way to verify age, right? If you're under 14, you do not get the full TikTok uh, app. If you're in China, you get videos of like, you get, you know, the standard cat videos and whatnot, but you also get like uh, home science projects. You get uh, educational videos, museum exhibitions, shit, shit that kids should probably be learning, right? But everyone else on earth, they get the dog shit version of TikTok where it's, you know, hot moms, uh, fucking dumb dance videos. Uh, what else are they showing fucking TikTok? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't spend any time on TikTok. So I should probably just delete the fucking thing, but yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So forget I even said that I have a TikTok cause I'm getting rid of it. Done. Uh, I have a Twitch channel that I don't know how to use. I have a YouTube page that I am just too lazy to do anything with. So there you go. That's the various social media platforms coming soon. will be Mastodon and post and. <laughs> some other shit. <laughs> I want to be in all of them and not use any of them except for Twitter. Um, what else do I have? That's it. I mean, I have a website, but I don't do anything with it. I'm fucking so lazy. And now I don't have the time, which makes it even worse. 
Christ. Christ on a cracker. Christ on a cracker. I wish I could do a New Zealand accent, but I can't. It's not good. Um, but that'll do for the for for today. I will be on next week at some point. Um, hopefully I can get one out, you know, to come out Wednesday morning. If I have time on Tuesday night, I just don't know if I will. If not, uh, it could be another Christmas Eve edition. No, because next Saturday is a football game, so I'm not going to be able to do that. Ooh, ooh, it's going to be tough. Shit. I'll figure it out. Maybe Monday. Maybe I'll record Monday. (laughs) I need to get my priorities in order, right? I'm not going to have like a real schedule until next month. So hopefully once next once January rolls around, be able to figure this out. Not that it, why does it matter? Who fucking cares? Nobody cares. Listen, but anyways, uh, tell your friends uh, to listen to my crappy show. Tell your moms, uh, especially you, Donnie. Tell your mom to uh, to call in and complain, and uh, that'll do. Listen, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. <laughs> Ta ta. I just totally realized that I didn't talk about one of the things that I said I was going to talk about. I said dog shit in the beginning of the show, and I didn't even talk about dog shit. Fuck. All right, here's here's gripe number four. There is way too much dog shit in the north end of Boston. Way too much dog shit everywhere. People do not pick up after their fucking dogs. And the amount of people that are walking around all the time uh, are going to step in the dog shit. When when you see dog shit in the middle of the sidewalk, it's the same as the people who don't put their shopping carts back or don't bring the shopping carts to the, you know, shopping cart dis, dis, dispensary. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, when you're done with it, you bring it to the, the corral, basically. Uh, you know, you don't leave it in, in the middle of a parking space. You don't leave it just hanging out anywhere. You bring it back. When you see dog shit in the middle of the fucking sidewalk, the person who did that is a sociopath and a fucking asshole. The dogs have no control. It's not the dog's fault. They have no control over where they're going. They don't fucking know anything. They got a pea-sized brain. It's the, the owner's responsibility to pick up the dog shit. If you live in Boston, if you live in any city in America and you own a dog, there should be, there has to be some way to fucking, like, punish these people for doing this. There should be a, uh, like, a, a national hotline to report dog shit on the sidewalk. And then uh, the, the police should hunt down the dog via DNA sample <laughs> and arrest the owner. The number of times it just, and I don't walk around the neighborhood that often. I walk to get uh, lunch occasionally, not often. Again, not often. I've said it six times, not often. But, I, you know, I have to do fucking uh, uh, various, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I have to jump over and move out of the way of dog shit constantly. Pick up the fucking shit. Pick it up. 
if you can't pick it up, you know what you should have? You should have like a can of, of cat litter and you, you pour it on there on the dog shit. Or you have like a, uh, a beach shovel and you scoop it up and toss it somewhere. If you can't pick it up, if it's, if your dog has diarrhea and it's, you know, making some moist poop on the sidewalk, you need, you still need to take care of it. It's bad enough that you're stepping in dog piss everywhere, everywhere. If you go to a corner of a building, you're going to see a trail of liquid. It's dog piss everywhere in that neighborhood. And now that I think about it, the amount of dog piss and dog shit in a very compact area that is very well known for food is kind of fucking gross. That literally just popped in my head. That is disgusting when you put those two things together, huh? Fucking hell. Oh, it, it just, I can't. I don't understand why people do that. Pick up your dog shit. If you own the dog, like that that's part of it that comes with it. I had to fucking scrub the goddamn cat's litter box today. Box says to the two of them, scrub them, clean them. Because it needed to be done. It's part of owning a pet. Fuck, what are you doing? Oh, man. I fuck, I hate that shit. I hate fucking dog shit. I hate people. Fuck you.